Curriculum Associates presents the Extraordinary Educators Podcast with hosts Danielle Sullivan and Sari Laveris. Hear tips, best practices, and successes to improve your teaching and leadership and drive student growth and learning. We're here for you. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Extraordinary Educator Podcast. I'm Danielle. And I'm Sari. This week, we are joined by Extraordinary Educator Jonathan in Florida. And he is so fun to talk with, has so many great ideas, and really middle school educators who are listening, he just has idea after idea to help motivate and help students feel like they belong in a middle school classroom. Absolutely. Without reinventing the wheel at either free or low cost. And so Jonathan is such an inspiration for us because he really prioritizes relationships and trust and has such great results with his students because of that. So here is our conversation with Jonathan. Welcome back, Jonathan. We're so excited to see you and have you back on the podcast. Yes. Hey, I'm so excited to be back. Ugh, It's like a breath of fresh air. <laughs> well, Jonathan, you're a breath of fresh air, honestly. Oh, thank you. Thank you for writing the blog. We'd love to unpack some of the things that you wrote about in the blog, including that really interesting analogy about relationships. And I'd love to know, how do you formalize some of that relationships in your classroom as you move throughout the school year? Ah, yes, absolutely. Like, so like based on like my last podcast that I've done, including the blog, it's all about relationships. You have to have a relationship first before you can build um, the confidence in your students so they can tackle the academics that they need to tackle and they feel good doing it. So that first week of school for me is always extremely important. And in my blog, I actually talk about that as well, about using that first week to get to know your students before you throw rules at them and expectations. I talk about how you wouldn't be expected to follow rules from some random stranger. You have to have a relationship with that person to respect them. That's just a normal human characteristic and kids are no different. And in my blog, I refer to this book. Um, it's a children's book. So, of course, I'm an ELA teacher, so I love my books. <laughs> um, and I remember reading this book, and it made me think. And so this book is called Each Kindness, and it's about a girl who is actually being bullied in school. And it's actually from the perspective of the bully. And the bully realized that her actions were affecting this other girl very poorly. She was making fun of her. And she realized that her actions have a ripple effect. So just like if you throw a stone into a pond, you're going to have a ripple effect. So it could be a positive ripple. She could use her actions in a positive way, or she could use her, you know, her stone to make a negative impact as well. So I was like, okay, well, I was thinking about it one night when I was actually writing my blog, I go, wait a minute. Teachers kind of have that power too. We have the power to have positive relationships with our students or negative relationships with our students. So you can throw that stone in that first week of school, make your first wave. And so that way it sets off your year on a really good note. But the best part is, is it's never it's never too late to start having that ripple effect either. You could in, you can introduce all the strategies I talk about in my blog whenever you want. So it doesn't just have to be the beginning of the year. Thank you for sharing that. I think especially for folks listening to this now, you know, the first days of school are behind us. If, if, if there's a teacher or leader listening and they haven't necessarily spent the first days focusing on that, what are some of the things that they could do tomorrow with their students to help start, you know, rebuilding or building that trust and forming those close relationships like you have with your students? 
Absolutely. So the one thing I love to do every single day, and I'm very lucky to be at a school that does prioritize relationships all the time. And one of the things that we do, it's like our two minute rule. So you want to find those kids that say, you know, it's almost October, it's end of September right now. You can know your kids kind of, you know, those kids who we're going to have those kids that are a thorn in our side. It happens. But those are the kids that usually just want attention because they're simply not getting it elsewhere. So again, you can have that positive impact on those students. And so I use that two minutes. I just do two minutes a day. Just have a conversation with them. It could be because I teach middle school. So it could be when they're coming in and my kids are getting settled. It could be in the morning when I see them coming in. It could be in the afternoon, whenever. I just find two minutes to have a true, raw conversation with them. Get to know what's up in their life. Hey, did you watch the game last night? They all like to make fun of me because I am terrible at picking my plays for NFL. So it is what Mm -hmm. it is. Um, I always lose. (laughs) So there was actually one student who I've been doing this two minute thing with, and I actually have him now pick my place. I've been doing a lot better, (laughs) but I wouldn't have known that he was into football if I didn't have those conversations at first. And I was able to build that relationship. So now he's excited to come into my class, excited to tell me about the Thursday night game. And so you can do those actionable steps, two minute conversations right away. And I know we're in a podcast, but to the listeners, Jonathan's in his classroom and behind you is something called glow gutters. So can you describe what the glow gutter is, how you thought of it, and how does that relate to building relationships with students? Yes. So our glow gutters, that's our class name. So all of my students are called glow gutters. So it actually started with when I was in fifth grade last year, I had a light bulb theme. And so I am very big on, you want to have the confidence and the ability to want to push forward and always want to try your best. You want to be the best version of yourself every single day. It's an opportunity to improve. And so I said, well, I don't want to be a go-getter because that's what a go-getter is, but it's light bulbs. So glow-getter. And so this year it's disco ball. So same thing, you glow, you shine, same, same, same thing, same shtick. (laughs) So we incorporated that and I wanted to have a classroom culture. I actually had another teacher that I saw that did a a Facebook um, page for their class and I loved the idea. And so I kind of like tacked onto that idea because I'm a firm believer. There's three things teachers are very good at begging, borrowing and stealing. (laughs) And it's all about stealing those good ideas. And I'm, I have no shame. So I have to give credit to where credit's due but I took hers and I said, I'm going to make it mine as well. So we made a class Facebook page and I use that to um, let my families know what's up in the classroom. I'll share student work. And another way I use that page is to also highlight their hard work and their perseverance through hard tasks. So for example, the other day I shared a few samples of their writing. We focus on one piece of writing every single day. So the other day was purposeful fragments, adding that suspense into your writing. And I shared a few students and some of my students came in the next day, go, my mom showed me what you posted on the Facebook page. And it's not just something that elementary kids get excited about, but also kids in secondary because they feel like, I don't know, they feel like they're famous. I have an audience of like 160 parents on there. So yeah, they're going to feel a little famous. And then sometimes our school page will even share that stuff as well. So it just makes them feel special, not just inside the classroom, but also outside the classroom. It's amazing. And it's such a nice way to close that loop of family, you know, school communication and in an efficient way for you too, right? Because rather than calling however many families, sometimes you are, you know, putting a post out there and it's, it's all on theme. And I, 
I'm, I'm so curious, even it's, you've been back to, you know, to school, not for too long now. How do you feel that, you know, having a name for your students and I don't want to say mascot, but like there, there's some, like what you, I guess your, your team name, essentially, mm-hmm. how is that impacting kind of your student sense of a belonging in your culture, even in the, the fall? Honestly, so at the beginning of the year, I actually gave them all a bracelet because I'm extra. Um, and it says, <laughs> be a glow getter on it. And it's actually glow in the dark because we glow. And so they all have that bracelet. And honestly, I was expecting all of them to lose it by now. And a lot of them are still wearing it. Like some parents tell me they don't even <sighs> take it off. So they, I love that they feel proud to come to school. And especially once you get into that secondary mindset, a lot of kids start to kind of, they're not really... E- aiming to please their teachers anymore. Like they were in elementary school because I've been there and they have to have a really strong sense of self-motivation. And I've learned the best way to do that is to make them feel like they're supported and they're a part of something and a part of something special. So to know that they can come in and they're celebrated, they're a part of this group and they see it on social media, they hear about it all throughout school, our principal knows about it. It makes them feel like there's a part of something. And when you feel like you're a part of something, I feel like you're willing to go the extra mile because there's a name to it and you're attached to that. You just gave a master class in psychology 101 of how to motivate a middle schooler. All of what you're saying is absolutely true. I mean, if my teachers did that when I was in middle school, I would wear the bracelet all the time too. And the fact that you're leveraging social media in a space where families hang out, you might also have a TikTok. That's probably where your students hang out. But to know (laughs) that parents are looking at that page, communicating with them. That's amazing. And also you have it visible in your classroom. So not only students have that physical representation of their bracelet, they also can see it when they walk in. All of this is just a wonderful listeners, a wonderful masterclass in how to create belonging relationships and connection, especially in a middle school classroom. So Jonathan, we're running out of time. We could definitely talk to you all day. What's one thing, if, if, if middle school teachers are listening to you and they already are feeling overwhelmed and the school year just started, what's maybe one small thing that they could do to start to create a positive classroom culture? I honestly think that the best way to start is not only to do that two-minute rule I was talking about earlier, because you can do that whenever, but to also begin to celebrate the little things as silly as it may sound as you guys all came in and you read the board. Oh my gosh. I am so proud of all of you or, you know, kids love candy. Jolly ranchers are not that expensive. So little things like, I love that answer. You took the courage to actually speak up and raise your hand. Even though there's a risk, it was wrong. Something that we just kind of take for granted. It takes a lot of courage to raise your hand or it takes a lot of courage to just come to school and have to learn six, seven different teachers' expectations and try to keep it all together on top of their extracurriculars. When you recognize that and you let them understand, like, you know what? Hey, it's all good. Um, I'm proud of you guys. You did the, you did this today. You raised your hand. You tried your best. You struggled, but you didn't give up. Did you get the right answer in the end? Yeah, but it took you a long time. Who cares? You got there celebrate them, award them with little things like a Jolly Rancher, a sticker, a high five, whatever works for your students. Um, I have a shout out board. You could even do that. They just write on sticky notes and you put it on their board so they get to see it all the time. It's a collage of all their celebrations. So that's what I would recommend starting off with. Just those little actionable steps can have that giant ripple effect and then it'll evolve into a wave. 
Absolutely. Thank you so much, Jonathan, for your time, for your a million amazing strategies and tips and best practices and making it so digestible for everyone. So we appreciate what you do. Your students are so, so lucky to have you. And it was great chatting again. Get inspired by following us on social media and please tag us in your posts on Twitter at Curriculum Associ and on Instagram at MyIReady. If you have feedback about the podcast, a topic of interest, or want to be a guest, email extraordinaryeducators at cainc.com. Subscribe where you listen to podcasts. And if you'd like to help more educators like you join the conversation, please leave a review. And remember, be you, be true, be extraordinary. The Extraordinary Educators podcast is produced by Curriculum Associates, editing by Whiteboard Geeks, social media by Atsdy Hannon, guest booking by Sari Labaris, production by Haley Browning. This podcast is copyright material and intellectual property of Curriculum Associates. Thank you.